Alright, all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you indie wrestling fans out there tonight, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special! And with Monday Night Raw having nothing but a best of for this week, we decided to crack open the mixtape once again for DPW with three matches from three separate DPW events. And the first match that we have up comes from the DPW second anniversary in a tag team classic if you ask me, which would see Jake something and Mike Bailey going one-on-one -on -one against the bounty hunter Brian Keith and Titus Alexander. And during this said match, action will go back and forth seeing none other than Mike to hit a nasty rolling kick of, I don't even know how to properly describe it, he rolled in the corner and mule kicked him in the jaw, leading directly into a corner snapmare into a brain buster, only for near fall. Then you would see none other than Jake something during this match showing off his strength to hit a hard forearm shot to Keith, only for near fall leading into a nasty handspring cutter to Jake something by Titus still for near fall. Then we would see a chop off between the bounty hunter and speedball Mike Bailey being interrupted thanks to none other than his partner of the Titus Alexander variety. Only for things to get nasty for speedball Mike Bailey for him to get hit with not only an exploder suplex in the corner, leading directly into a hesitation, hell saving, drop kick by Titus, still for near fall. But then we would see a little bit of cohesion from the team of Speed by Mo Speedball Mike Bailey. Thank you for the correction, Carl and the Maestro. And Jake something with Jake something doing an F5 to Mike Bailey, leading into an elbow drop to the bounty hunter. But unfortunately, would only lead to an ear fall. And ultimately, this match would come to an emphatic end and an ultimo end with none other than an emerald driver that would lead to a chaos theory that would unfortunately lead to a near fall. And after, we would see Jake something putting his body on the line on several different occasions. Mike Bailey would pay dividends for it by hitting the ultimo weapon on Titus to win this match for his team via pinfall. And after the match was over, we would end up seeing a show of respect from not only Mike, but Jake, but Keith would end up getting involved with the show of respect and would put the title in the face of Jake something who wanted a title shot for the national championship that Keith currently held, only for him to shake his hand afterwards and for Jake to say, oh yeah, I want a shot at that title for Keith to respond back by saying, anytime, any place. But unfortunately, the signs of respect would not show with Titus Alexander because he would decide to flip them the bird before making his way to the back for the fans to chant, don't come back, don't come back. And I got a feeling he didn't. <laughs> And the next match that we have up for the mixtape, folks, would see none other than from the pay-per-view of DPW's World Strongest, Chris Danger going one-on-one -on -one against Sean Spears. 
Now, before we get into this match, folks, it's important to go into the backstory of it because Chris Danger at one point would be a manager for the NBA, his NBA, but would decide to quit DPW and become a pro wrestler. Yes, guys and gals at home, this was a person on YouTube who would play countless different wrestling games and come up with awesome content and would actually challenge the man for his first match, none other than Adam Cole. You know, let's do it right. Adam Cole, baby! And Adam would accept this challenge, but unfortunately, due to an injury he sustained at the pay-per-view prior to this pay-per-view, it would look like the match would not happen. But somebody who would step up to the plate to teach him a lesson and teach him a little bit more inside the ring would be his own teacher, Sean Spears. And would he teach him a lesson during this match? I got a feeling he would. Because during this match, besides not showing him any form of respect, we would see Chris Danger coming back with forearm shots and a tope suicida to the outside of the ring, where Sean Spears would hit a C4, aka a Death Valley Driver, and would kick out. Yeah. And to make matters worse, we would see Sean Spears immediately chop the chest of none other than Chris Danger, not once, not twice, but on three separate occasions for Chris Danger to barely make it to the count of 10 to the inside of the ring. Only for Chris Danger after Sean Spears would get a steel chair in hand to prove that he's the chairman of wrestling, only for him to tell him to bring it because it would have given him the win for disqualification, but yep, Sean Spears decided not to do that only for Chris Danger to come back with a super kick right to the elbow joint for Chris Danger to find a table from underneath the ring, but would end up getting hit with a brain buster neck breaker followed up by forearm strikes to the face as well as a stomp to the face as well. Then Chris Danger would come back during this match with a shout out to Adam Cole with a nasty City Sunrise and then table spear to follow things up for near fall. But unfortunately for Chris Danger, that spear would actually cost him during this match because he would end up with a nasty gash on his arm afterwards. And Sean Spears would hit him with a super kick to the face and a C4 after Danger would try to set him up with a makeshift version of a super kick of a sweet chin variety for near fall and before I forget folks despite Chris Danger getting hurt he would come back with a nasty version of his finisher he calls a taste of danger that would lead to a near fall but ultimately this match would come to an emphatic end after danger would still fight on with a small package that would lead to a near fall for Sean Spear to hit not one but two separate pedigrees for him to win this match via pinfall. But after the match was over, after telling the referee to get out and to cut his music, Sean Spears would give the hand of respect to Chris Danger for Danger to shake his hand and for Danger to get the ring and the cheer of the fans for his first official match in wrestling. So congratulations to Chris Danger and I can't wait to see what you're gonna do next. And oh wait, 
Apparently, according to the PR department and as well as Carla the Maestro, he's going to make an announcement next year about what he plans on doing next for his career. And speaking of next, folks, the next match in our main event of the mixtape. Never thought I would say that. We'd see from the pay-per-view of DPW Forever, Team J Malachi going one-on-one against Team Lucky Ali in a best-of-three match. And as usual, when it comes to Up Next and their shenanigans, they would take advantage of everything that they could because during this match, BK Westbrook, or yeah, BG, BK Westbrook, who won it, to actually gallivant and celebrate while Andrew Everett wanted his hands on him because the man put his hands on his own father during their heated rivalry would get blindsided by Brooks instead. And another guy named Brooks, not actual Westbrook. But during this match, despite that, folks, we would then see Brooks hit a nasty Topi Suicida leading into a slingshot DDT still for a near fall. Corner suplex for an three separate near falls by Brooks and even a sit out powerbomb counter from a springboard by Brooks still a near fall on the giant only for Everett to come back during this match with not only a springboard crossbody and even a choke slam both for near falls as well as a moonsault still not able to get the job done but it when it looked like the Skywalker was just about to come back during this match, folks, Lucky Ali would end up knocking Andrew Everett off the top rope, leading into a corner drop kick and a swanton by Brooks for him to win this match and get one point on the board via pinfall. But BK Westbrook, who would end up kicking Andrew Everett out of the ring and would celebrate, did not know that Kozon would be inside of the ring getting that arm brace ready. And I was wondering, what's about to happen? And let's just say Karma struck him in the nastiest way known possible because Kozon would hit a nasty lariat, or what we call around here a lariat, lariat. <laughs> That would lead to an instant win and pinfall to tie things up where we would see none other than the champion at the time, Jay Malachi, going one-on-one -on -one against Lucky Ali. And uh, apparently, according to Carl and the Maestro, it's the other way around with the championship belt around the person's waist. And Jay Malachi, who got side tracked or blindsided by Brooks, would see Ali taking the advantage. But despite him taking the advantage and seeing the fact that we would see not only a mid kick and an office back fake out Hurricanrata into a drop kick for a near fall by Jay Malachi, but we would see Ali up to his dirty tricks with not only a thumb to the eye, but a neck breaker on the ring post leading to none other than Jay Malachi to fly to the outside of the ring into the chairs and it would still lead to a near fall. Only for Ali to come back with not only a corner smash, but a hard knee right directly to the face of Jay Malachi, still for a near fall, leading to back-to-back -back neck breakers and even a springboard catch into a nasty powerbomb that still wouldn't be enough to take out the young OG. 
But during this match, we would also see Jay Malachi coming back with not only a sunset flip counter for near fall, a stalling blue thunder bomb for near fall, and even a leaping corner over his opponent, Lion Salt, still for near fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end in very disappointing fashion after we would see Jay Malachi hitting two different Malakutters to try to take out Lucky Ali for Lucky Ali's name to truly be lucky thanks to Brooks at ringside who would put his foot on the ropes for the referee to see it in enough time. Now, at that point, you'd think they would have kicked him out, but yeah, no, they wouldn't. And what would happen next? Westbrook would end up hitting Everett in the back with a steel chair for a brawl to break out. For Jay Malachi, instead of going for the Malakutter on Lucky Ali in the ring, would hit a swanton to everybody on the outside of the ring. And it was at that point, yeah, Jay Malachi messed up. Because after that, the referee who would end up getting distracted would not notice the small package and also wouldn't notice the Malakutter getting countered into a low blow by Lucky Ali leading directly into the grunt line for the champion to win this series via pinfall. Now for those wondering if we would see Jay Malachi getting his comeuppance after this, well, he would because it would be at the showdown at the Carolinas that year where we would see none other, or according to Carl and the Maestro, it would be at the Carolina Classics when Jay Malachi would win an opportunity at the champion anytime, anyplace, anywhere, would end up taking the championship belt away from Lucky Ali. Because I want those out there to see a happy ending for, you know, Jay Malachi after getting beat down in two different events that we've mentioned a part of this show. Which is ridiculous. Because after the match was over and something I forgot to mention, they did get beat down once again. And join us next time, folks, where we will feature the Carolina Classic or the showdown at the Carolinas from last year's DPW event, a part of this show. And for those wondering when, most likely the next time Raw does not show up to your local towns. <laughs> and I guess with that said, folks, I think it's time for us to head back to the music once again. And when we return, we'll be back with more of the late night delight known as the Tuesday Night Special right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks. And stay tuned.